Hey guys, welcome to the twelfth episode of Kekat. I'm your host and storyteller, Kairavsha. In today's episode, we have a very very special guest. We have Ankit Dame. Ankit is a writer and director currently based in Prague, Czech Republic. He's originally from Mumbai, and later got into photography, which paved a path into visual storytelling and got him into Prague Film School. He has worked in branding and marketing industry for some time with companies like GoPro, Google, and more. His first Hindi short film Talab, meaning addiction, won four film festivals back in India. Uh, I remember a couple of episodes back, we did an episode on cinema as a form of storytelling. Now that episode was completely from a viewer point of view. We talked about movies, shows that change our perspective towards watching, you know, cinema as in general. Uh, in this episode, in today's episode. we're going to talk about cinema in a more intrinsic way we're going to talk about what actually goes behind making a full fledged film we're going to talk about cinematography we're going to talk about screenplay writing storytelling photography sound production post production pretty much everything that goes into making a full fledged film so hope you like it उट found out about you and i checked to instagram page and realized okay why didn't we meet earlier <laughs> but it's too late then but yeah coming coming again specifically why i mentioned that is that you were complete photographer at that particular you know stage even at i guess uh, read about your like found out you on instagram like third or fourth year you were officially an gopro ambassador you were doing photography full i'm not say full time but kind of into it so uh because we find most of the people who are doing photography as a hobby or a side project but you were really really into it so when did that transition happen i mean it's like obviously we did everything else other than engineering in the four years of engineering um i was into photography just as a hobby way earlier um i would say when i did a diploma before my degree so i joined degree directly from the second year in my diploma days i was into i was just done. starting to get into professional i was trying like okay let's see and i was mostly just on instagram i think it was in my second year of degree and uh, i just ended up getting a contract from one of the one of i wouldn't i wouldn't say one of the biggest i don't want to say <laughs> i don't think i don't know that much but it was a really good uh, digital marketing agency and uh, they hired me as a in-house recurring photographer on a monthly repeating contract and uh, yeah that was i was i was actually kind of uh, working full time i think because i i would attend college only 2 to 4 hours a week and i had really bad attendance i i had 0% i think in lectures i was only attending practicals I mean, yeah, I, I can, that that makes sense. I mean, it was the same for me as well. But but this was back in like two thousand sixteen, fifteen, two thousand fifteen, sixteen. Fifteen, yeah. So, I mean, from from there, you you are actually studying. If I correct me if I'm wrong, like cinematography, filmmaking, screenplay writing here in Prague itself, right? How did that happen? I I mean, storytelling for me started when I started writing. music a little more seriously than i was before and that was more of a verbal storytelling for me and that was my gateway into stories and uh, after that i got into photography that became a visual form of storytelling so i i would try to make when i would when, when i uh, would go on press trips with brands like gopro or uh, like any other company i would try making travel videos at that point like this was before sam colder was like viral i it would be it wouldn't be like those kind of videos yeah. really simple just cuts directly no transitions it was and um, 
I would try to tell a story in that way. And um, everything in my head changed when I went to, so when I went to the GoPro Mountain Games, I think it was 2015. And uh, yeah, that, that changed all of my, my complete mindset. Like I did a whole 180 when I met, um, I think Louis Cole, if you know who he is, he's like a really big YouTuber. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was there and the, it was basically like a summit for one of the big, like one of the best collection of content creators, everyone in just one place in one resort, yeah. like 80 people. And it was all from all the continents and they had workshops where they were teaching uh, storytelling through videos, how to edit videos, how to streamline your work how to schedule and so GoPro had all of those workshops for us and uh, I I went there with Larissa I I assume do you know Larissa okay I guess uh, we've heard that name somewhere in I guess in maybe in your story itself but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Larissa Disa she's uh, she's one of the biggest uh, I would say like lifestyle influencers in India right now and at that point she was she had just moved out of her apartment with her parents to her own apartment and it was a really long flight because we were in Vale, Colorado. So it was coming from Colorado back to Mumbai okay. and through the whole flight she was just telling me how her parents did not even believe that she would be able to sign a lease on herself and she was like, you know what, I'm going to prove it to you and now she has an assistant, like she's, she's in She's partnered with Insane Brand. She went to with, I think, uh, British Tourism. And she's gone to like a lot more countries than I, <laughs> I don't think I will probably ever go in her age. Um, and yeah, a, all, the whole conversation with her, seeing that someone can actually take their passion to a career. I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't have that much self-confidence, I would say. I would say that was my biggest uh, issue back then i i would be like even though i was uh, in like a very i would looking back now i feel stupid that why didn't i do this earlier but i guess everything happens for a reason if i wouldn't have done engineering i wouldn't have known that i didn't want to do that whole my life um so yeah after that trip i was like you know what let's just try doing a really short film uh, on my own, I was like, I I have a friend who who acts, he does theater. So I asked him, I was like, hey, would you like to do something together? And he was like, yeah, sure. Or just write something and we can shoot it. So I took a week, I wrote something, I showed it to him. He was like, nice. So I was, I was living alone in my apartment. I invited him. We rehearsed for two days. We shot it. It was like a 12 minute one take, no cuts, three, three timelines, past, present, future, four wardrobe changes. It was really complicated. And uh, yeah, I got I got selected in like four festivals, and I won three of them. So nice. I mean, I saw that. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. It was, it was it is named one take, right? I mean, it's, it's uh something and one take, I guess. A one yeah, tell uh, one take short film. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of more of an exposure, I would say, from what you were saying. It's like like were you following someone before that? I mean, it you said that you went to a resort where you met everyone, and then you felt okay, there's something. I like to do or this can be done full time or you know what okay this is a this can be a permanent source of income too because that's the question I mean from where we come from even to imagine that stage where you reach as you mentioned an example of your friend Larissa that you know her parents saying that okay will she be able to sign a lease on herself do you think that that's what is missing in India like kind of an ex early exposure or do you do you were into you know filmmaking beforehand I mean f for me if I remember I've seen movies that's the first you know you see a good screenplay a good movie and then you grow uh, in your sense of cinema too but uh, were you I mean do you have like someone who you you know you were friends with before in engineering that okay this was my early exposure and then God introduced me into something that is much bigger no, I don't think I knew anyone uh, who was into films. I would, I was just really into watching films and analyzing them. I remember when I had moved out, so I took a gap year after my degree. I did not just come here directly. Just one year, I just 
rented an apartment i was i had a lot of i was earning i would say i was i was living in mulund which is like cheaper compared to um like town or bandra or something so i did not have to worry about my rent that much and i have parents who are really supportive so i did not have to spend money on food i would just go to my parents house eat and then come back i just the whole year i was just watching as many films as i could and i was binging all as many shows as i could and, and not just once like i wasn't watching it just like that i had a notebook i was like rewatching it i was listing down okay this scene went on for these many minutes and how did this scene start how did this scene end what is the path like what is the first scene what is the last scene how does it connect and i was analyzing all of that my parents would be like what are you doing like wasting time just watching films all day and i was like trust me it will be useful someday and then 8 months later i was like you know what after the short film i just got a boost i feel like people in india the biggest problem is that we we don't have it's not acceptable to take a gap year and to just try things now i saw with the new education system they're saying that gap years will be chill but i still think it's more of a societal issue than a technical issue i think even if the colleges will let people do that uh it's just something that is ingrained in our society that you have to constantly keep working hard even now when i talk to my parents my dad is always like keep working hard i'm like yes i know but you also have to you also need to just give yourself some space to find other creative outlets and you never know what fits better for you i mean it's it's like a trade off between being busy and being productive like i mean i have i found myself like okay just doing something but it's not doing something it's just like you are just doing something that doesn't mean you're doing something productive i mean as you said like yeah. once about ticket when i came here i landed at my cousin's place easily same conversation and he said like when did you complete your undergraduate degree i said 2018 when did you come here in states he said 2018 and he said how do you know you wanted to do a masters or do you want to do a graduate studies here in states i said i never thought about it it's just how it is you know you don't have to take a break here and he said like take a break here explore the world find out what you want to do and it's not about like find out what you want to do just take a step back and just analyze things and it's not about like him saying obviously there are two people from different countries different background my cousin was you know born and brought up here different mindset but the thing is like this thought never came into my mind was surprising like you know it's not about like okay you can do this or you cannot do this that is coming at a later stage but okay this thought coming to your mind is we don't have such kind of thoughts and you you went from that's what i was surprised to ask you that you went from a complete spectrum it's it have seen people you know doing making short films and you know from engineering to shifting to a creative field but pursuing that okay, i want to study this so you know that's that's what my first question was i but you graduated or you are still the uh, you know studying film making uh i finished with my first year here uh we have our screenings mm-hmm. in october so how is it like what's the i would not say curriculum because it sounds too mainstream but you know what how, how is it like a usual day for you studying film making or screenplay writing just like before the usual day i'll tell you a little bit more about the thing i'm doing it's it's a film making course so it contains everything from cinematography to direction to screenwriting to sound to editing uh, film language uh film analysis film appreciation so it has all of that and um, the first semester was more of a bootstrap kind of a thing to bring everyone up to the same speed because there were some people who had a lot more experience some people who did not have experience some people who had experience but were never on set some people who were on set but they were doing really small jobs so just to bring everyone on the same level the first semester was just a speed run through like how how does it feel like being on set a lot so we were just constantly being on each other's sets and uh, those days were i mean in my first semester i would just come back to my apartment to sleep we had no time i would leave at 8 in the morning i would wake up and leave like uh, if i had class at 8:30 i would just wake up and leave it was like there was no planning the bag would be the same every day I just wake up take my bag leave 
it, I would stay there till five or six, and then we would. Um, the thing is because here it's all about connections. You need to make friends with the actors. You need to make friends with everyone in the school, so that when you want to have your own set, when you're directing your own film, you need people to say yes. I will come and do something on your set. So yeah, half the time you're just going out with people, going to their place, watching movies together, or just hanging out and and it's not just it's never just hanging out you're always talking it's because it's an art school and i never like i never knew how conversations here go i mean in engineering college we talk about the most randomest things but here it was pretty much always philosophy or just like modern issues and it was always something challenging and thought provoking so you would constantly find inspiration every night you would think of something new and uh, yeah i don't even remember how time passed by it's, the second it, semester it, was pretty chill though it, it's more of like as you said like experiential based education like rather than you know my my next question is what is what is the examination look like i'm like okay <laughs> there should be some way to test because that's how tuned you are you know from a standard education yeah. system but you i mean i don't know who said it but you know you cannot learn cinema you can experience it like so it's it's more of being there rather than you know just learning in the classroom or stuff like that no we have we have really intensive classes um it our lectures would be 2 hours each and it would be a lot i mean we don't write down a lot of things it's not literal theory but there are a lot of aspects that you need to learn you need to understand especially for direction it is a really complicated job it's so much multitasking and you need to remember there's a lot of rules uh there's there's no like, literal rules in cinema but it's set of guidelines that you need to follow so that the audience does not figure out that oh they're watching a film because it needs to be immersive so to just learn to always get yourself into a rhythm where you follow those guidelines just by instinct oh shit that takes so much time and that takes so much learning you need to watch so many films i had we had a class which was modern master films every week we would watch one film a really heavy film and through the whole film we would have like a notepad with us and we would just keep noting down things and then the next i think 4 days later we would have a class of analyzing that film and we would sit in the theater like we are our, our school has like a screening room which is in the attic so we would all sit the professor would come and he would just be like so thoughts and then everyone has to just speak about the film for 2 hours it was way more deep i thought it would be like that i was like yeah how i can talk about my thoughts about the film but our professor would be like so how was the sound what do you think were the inspirations for the sound and then he would send us links to the Uh, interviews of the director and the writer and he would tell us read those and then come and then he will ask you ask us what do you think was the intention behind the imagery that was recurring in the whole film why do you think all of the like one of the films was enemy i don't know if you've seen it as jake so just yeah exactly so we we were talking so much about it because i mean you get people from all sides of the political spectrum and people were talking about how that film is so misogynistic and other people were like how that's the whole point it's intentionally misogynistic and yeah it's just it's a lot of deep talks and yeah it gets really heavy also i mean since you mentioned movies like you know so i wanted to ask that you know if you see uh, compared to cinemas you know hindi cinema on one end and you know international cinema on the end right from the 90s obviously both the cinemas have grew immensely but purely speaking of you know cinematography or screenplay you know have seen more good stories or movies which are have a good screenplay a good direction do commercially well in international cinema or to be honest like hollywood like but if you see on the other end like uh, on hindi cinema we have seen movies like masan we have seen tumbad you know a very shahid or very cinematography heavy or storyline heavy you know movie not doing that good commercially well in india so what what do you feel like is it the audience is not getting it or is it not done right or what is a gap that is not uh you know fulfilling both the aspects of you know 
No, that's a good question. And I've thought about this before because we, uh, our screenwriting professor, uh, professor is from Spain, which is also not like technically a first world country if you compare yeah. like Czech Republic and all these countries where they're fully developed. Yes. So he was talking about it, why he's, he's a really blunt professor. So he always says like our countries are only um, uh, masala films and just like spices everywhere. It's really loud and and we had a conversation about it and then I thought about it and I think the reason is films in every country and every culture do well based upon where intellectually our society has progressed up to a point where what is okay to talk to be talked about and what people want to hear it's not just what people can understand because I'm sure every no one in India is so dumb that they don't get the point of Masan it's just that they don't want to think about it they don't want to talk about it right now what they want is just entertainment because there's two major types of films that uh, usually screenwriting wise if you want to describe it one is an arc plot where there's a very clear character arc character starts with a dilemma there's a conflict and then gets resolved and then there's mini plot films where if you look there might not seem like an evident plot there it will be something really small like if you've seen once upon a time in hollywood yeah. It's, there's not exactly that much of a plot there. It's a mini plot film. So those kind of mini plot films need an audience that does not have third world problems, that only has first world problems. People who have surpassed the needs of having arts. People who have themselves, like people who have taken healthcare taken care of, people who have everything taken care of. They don't need to worry about the minim, the most basic things. In India, we have a lot more problems that we need to uh like finish off before the audience can give their mind to feel sad about really small things. It's more of like a necessity luxury trade off, right? I mean, I was speaking to one of my friend who is like, who is studying filmmaking at Whistling Woods, Bandra. It's a, just a normal conversation. He said that in India, yeah. we have more of aspirational cinema. Like, yeah. it's like, as you, as you exactly said, like we as a third world country, uh, want the audiences want to live their dreams of what they want to do in reality in the movies itself. So, you know, giving them a very realistic cinema or very abstract cinema, they can understand, but it's like they won't enjoy because they're struggling with the necessity outside in the cinema hall and on the cinema, they want to see them. That is something larger than life. They want to part of, be part of it because they can only do that in the movies. So, you know, it's, it's more of like kind of an aspiration in cinema, but, but do you feel that, okay, uh, you know, in the coming years, you know, it will change or uh, not to be change, change, but there is a specific audience reserved for those kind of movies also. But uh, oh, yeah, will, for sure, yeah, will the digital transformation change that? Like now, you know, the three, four years which we see because of COVID have reduced and everything is like digital. I think it's already changing really slowly. I think with the start of people being accepting of just random casts, like new people getting casted in films that they don't even know about. And I think just because of OTT platforms, at the end, at the end of the day, it's all about finding a niche. Uh, even the films that are really mini plot, uh, even in Europe, not everyone watches them. If we think that, oh, it has a really big audience outside, but it's just because the economy here is stronger. Not that many people as India watch it here. Just even if one person watches it, it's as much as 10 people watching it in India because they earn way more. So it's still art house compared to like, even here people, not everyone wants to just spend time watching sad movies or really serious movies. So I think in India, it, it is changing really slowly just because I would say of the generation right now, because our generation and the generation that's under us has been exposed to so much media and so on a, on a very wide spectrum that I think even though our generation and the generation under us still have the problems that even the older generation has, I think our generation is okay to talk about it and to digest it because I think we've matured, we've matured enough. Yeah. I don't know, man. We're, we're way more open-minded yeah. and people really are seeking out, like people are finding things. People are following Instagram pages that recommend, yeah. you know, films and shows. So 
it's more of like it's digitally digitally so accessible like a lot of things available like you can sit at home and view something that is made or created in spain right i mean money heist if you say a short it was a very what i've read from it like a money heist tv series and i figured it was a very you know a small budget show but it grew so much that you know that everyone started watching and netflix rebudgeted it and you know stuff like that happened but when you when you mention the specific like everyone has a different perspective for a specific movie right uh, like some say this is a misogynist kind of a movie some say this should not be on the big screen because people might get influenced out of it you know uh, so what's your take on it like do you feel that has a story writer has a director i will create what i want to create but uh, i won't be responsible for the audience what the audience takes or do you feel okay you have to be a responsible director or a story writer because i mean for example like if you say a country like india where the masses is not completely you know rational completely does not differentiate what is on the big screen and what is happening outside do you feel that that there should be some kind of a responsibility mm, i think it's it's a double edged sword it's you can't just be it's not black and white will be held accountable if your film ends up and it it doesn't like it's not up to the filmmaker if they will be held accountable or not because right now just people are their own court and like you know they can they decide themselves and people get cancelled so i would say it's not up to the filmmaker anymore if they are they will be responsible for it or not but i i still i mean i would say if you're choosing to offend people then you have to be worried about being responsible or not but if you're actually doing the right thing if you're making a film about something that's if you have the right intentions i'm sure there will be like a consensus that will support you and i i mean it can always be it will always go wrong this is just like words are way simpler to just yeah. say out loud but i don't know i personally I don't judge the characters I write and the films I write I write them very objectively and in a way that you know I have the perfect analogy for this what do you think about the show in Indian matchmaking oh I feel it is really good I don't know why people say it's so off I I loved it I I feel like okay, yeah. this is what the reality this is this is the India I wanted to see you know like because what we've seen has Indian is like a people who are like if you see big bang theory or those kind of show there is a specific character representation of how indians are i am like this is the show i want to tell my you know uh you know friends here who have who are not indians to see the show so i loved it <laughs> yeah exactly i mean i personally loved it too i feel like it was a really really well made show they knew what they wanted to accomplish and they accomplished it i'm sure they were they were expecting that people will take it this way but at the end of the day man you can't judge a reality show based on the reality if the reality is fucked up the show will also be yeah. you know you can't be like hey they're showing all the bad things well if there's bad things happening you will see bad things it's exactly it's like from your perspective it is a bad thing right from the character's perspective it is a, it is a normal thing so it's a different level of yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah but but i get it what you mean like it, it's it's i mean no matter what you create there will be some kind of a gap from your point of view from what you see how the world is to what is you're watching on the cinema and there will be a you know a gap between the two yeah i mean at the end of the day films are films and tarantino said it right when every time he's been asked about why do you have so much violence he's like it's entertainment you're not supposed to take it literally like you can't kill everyone on the street if you want to but you can at least watch it I mean where else will you watch it and there's nothing wrong with indulging in like things that you know you will probably never ever do not probably for sure I mean yeah. not to crime but I feel like I'm coming off as I'm just trying to be logic how do you worry about that here I mean there are like very few people who might be listening <laughs> this podcast <laughs> so there's very less chances that you will offend somebody but but I put a disclaimer I actually you know I uh, a couple of weeks back I spoke to a stand up comedian uh, in Mumbai mm-hmm. very good friend of mine like five years older to me doing comedy since 6 years now and after this what happened you know I'm not going to say it because what happened you know you might be aware of like with all that a uh, lady put up a video on some you know yeah yeah, yeah. 
that happened and actually it was unknowingly that we recorded a video recording or recorded the episode the very next day and we couldn't upload it so he just texted me he said that they are uh filing police complaints threats everything uh, and you know actually looking down and you know uh who is this person and you know finding content that is 5 years old and then threatening that person so we couldn't upload it i still have the recording i'm like i every week i send him that okay i did it this part is this fine to upload but but yeah uh you cannot do anything with that but but you know like as you mentioned like when you write a story in your film specifically or when you write a story or when you view a story uh do you do you uh, put yourself has some part of the character you are writing about so what i see is that you know there is some people who write a story from their own perspective that okay the character might have some bit of myself and there is some other people who are just like okay i will be completely completely separate and this completely different story but is it possible to do that also like because you are writing something and there will be some part of you in that story so how should you detach because you are exactly like quentin tarantino like he is making a movie that is i would not say fictional also it's something uh which is to some extent he won't do or it's not possible to some extent then how do you so w- what is your process when it comes to those i i would say i mean first of all i don't think someone can actually detach themselves completely i feel like people always put some part of themselves in their characters and yeah to make them different you just exaggerate different parts of the character you don't write the whole character as you but either the way they speak or the way they uh give punch lines or just something really small that you think is an admirable trait of yours or you think is a really bad trait of yours will end up going into your characters and i personally i tend to base my characters based uh on a, an amalgamation of all the people that i've met and i try to mix mix and match different kinds of traits from different people like i pick like okay this person's this in moment with me was nice this person's that moment with me was nice and for occupation i'll take okay one of my friends is from here he's from oregon so i'll take his birthplace i'll take this girl's college degree i'll take this guy's family and i just mix match and it's you judge your character do you judge your character while writing it like no 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 i've i've written like really bad characters not really bad but just people that i wouldn't even have like make friends with but i write them in a way that they think the actor needs to the actor needs to connect to the character so if i did describe the character to him or if i judge the character already then i will always talk to the actor as if i hate this character so i can never judge my characters even when i write it if i judge my character then he will just look evil if he's bad and which that that is not my process some people might do that but i mean in our in my school we were taught to not do that to never judge your character just let it flow and let it come out as you do and yeah i mean that's the way you get really layered complicated powerful characters when you just let your mind free even when it comes to bad things because it's a fictional character and fiction helps you introspect into society or else why how would you talk about such issues if you didn't see such a bad character you might not know that person in real life but you need to at least see that person on screen to understand okay there might be these kind of people and if i see this kind of person in real life this is how i will feel so i think that's important that's what what history is man like you need to document certain things and you, you need to learn about them to realize that okay this happened and if this happened this is how people reacted reading this this is how i'm reacting right now and so i will learn in the future i would not do that what is what is your like uh, i would say few movies when it comes to direction cinematography not as a movie movie like enjoy but purely speaking from a screenplay story cinematography point of view like both in hindi cinema and you know in hollywood or english cinema i would say uh, that you okay this is the movie had uh, it, it's a masterpiece like from from your perspective that you can rewatch it multiple times or you have learned like uh, great things from uh i don't think you might have seen it i'm sure you might not have it's a german film it's called tony erdman okay tony erdman yeah it's it's oh my god we were shown this film by my directing professor 
in the modern master films class modern master films is the class i was talking about where we watch a film and then we review it and when that film was shown i was floored the next day i saw it again literally the next day like i just went home downloaded it and saw it again it's so simple but it's so complicated that is like that's what i've i never used to understand what people mean by simple is complicated but when you try to do it like i i tried to make really simple short films the last short film i made was just about a couple waiting for their pregnancy tests and the whole film was just the conversations they had while they waited and just to execute that you understand how complicated simplicity is tony edman is i can tell you just like a little about the film it's about an old guy his name is tony edman like uh, he plays a character in real life like he is like a joker kind of a way he's a really witty person so whenever he meets his whenever he wants to prank people he always tends to play this character called tony edman and he has his daughter's birthday where he sees that he's detached from his daughter he does not feel connected to her anymore so he just visits her uh, work work uh, city goes there directly to her office and moves there for a month and he just shadows her everywhere playing that character and he just pranks or like he just like convinces all of her com- like company colleagues that he works there or he is like a big person and he just fucks around in her whole life and it's oh my god it's i i i don't i can't explain it this is this is what uh, really good movies do you can't explain like why they're so yeah i don't know you should watch it i mean but but you know like uh, when you say like a very amazing movie or cinema if you see it, it my my understanding of what excites me or what i mean i'm like okay this is something i have not seen before changed over time also like initially it was just like a good movie you know it just relates to you you're like okay uh a typical when you're in school you're like okay hero beat someone and you're like okay that's that's a good movie for you you know your definition for a good movie is back then then it improves to some uh you know good story i would say that connects to you more that time then good writing or good layered show it has changed over the period of time you understand your cinema so what excites you the most right now as a concept as you as you say yeah. right that a layered cinema or a specific genre or if someone can do this with this then okay you got my vote right this is this is it for me it's it's impossible to do this i wanted to know from a you know a professional point of view like i see it from a third perspective the movie that relates to me the movie that makes sense to me that is reflect to the society is okay i am like okay this is it you know but from a both ways from your individual perspective and from a person who is trained in film making uh that okay this is impossible like this this no one has done before and you know if someone does it then okay it's it's done done deal i would say for me it's just uh surprising me if a film is something unpredictable happens because i i consider myself to be really good at predicting what happens and i'm usually always bored watching commercial films or films that are made by a big like you know if it's like universal or like those movies i i always know what's happening because i've studied i'm studying the structure i know how to write films so i can always like, like when i watch when i was watching jojo rabbit i don't know if you've seen it i was telling like just in the beginning 20 minutes i told my friends okay her i mean spoiler alert uh, there will her mother like something bad will happen and it will probably be connected to the shoelaces because he's doing a lot with the shoelaces okay. and i will i i can just predict like okay it's a standard template it's like it's they're... a standard template it's a standard movie yeah. making template for you like okay this this exactly. has to this is the standard rule so if something doesn't follow that and it still makes sense and it's still really fluid i mean first of all if i'm immersed if i don't check my phone and if i don't talk to anyone if i don't feel like getting up or pausing the movie that's what is now i mean no. i wouldn't be now you can look now now it's like that but usually if in if it's in the cinema then if i'm actually i mean if my hands are not like this and if i'm actually sitting like this then i know that it's a good movie wow. and uh, another thing would be just to if i cry because i usually only cry in films when they're animated 
Like Pixar just gets me. I think I've cried in almost every Pixar. What is with but what is one any any specific Hindi movie you have in mind? Like not as of now, but if you remember, okay, this was this was a good cinema. This was a good pure screenplay or direction, if you say so. Recently, I mean, before I came here, I would say Son Chiraya, one of my favorite films that I'd seen in that year, and I don't know why I saw it twice. in the cinema like uh, in the same week i went there usually if i really like a movie i probably watch it two three times in the cinema itself because if i understand through the whole film first first time and if it's good if it's a good film then i don't observe the small things like oh this might be like a story thing this they might bring this up later if it's a good film i don't think about that So then I have to watch it again because ah, it did not let were, me think about it. You were enjoying that. as a viewer for the first time. It was so yes, exactly. You were not watching as yeah. a viewer. I see. Sonjaria was amazing. But oh that that God. ruins the uh, you know experience for you now, right? I mean, since you always view it from any movie from a uh, point of view of okay, this is the scene. This is like okay, cut here. You know, from that perspective. Oh yeah. Just, uh, the first the first direction class that we had in the school, our professor told us. forget about enjoying films this this course will ruin the magic for you and he was like from now onwards you will always analyze films unless and until they're really really good and only then you will know what you have to like where you have to reach you have to reach that place where even the filmmakers are amazed so you know it's yeah now any all of us like when we have movie nights in the attic or anyone like people rarely the only things that actually show emotions in people are comedies like really good ones and in film school it it needs to be like a dark comedy really dry dark yeah. something that yeah. is like damn that's messed up that will make people laugh the most so say that ricky jobs point i mean i was coming to that question also like a dark humor like dark comedy yeah. but you got to talk about you know i'm not saying a, a st- medium of storytelling which is very you know core or you can say a uh, humor a uh, storytelling via humor or you can say storytelling via a uh, dark comedy or something like that so you know daniel's lost few minds daniel's lost ricky jervis i've seen him live i saw daniel's lost live in prague man don't say it in daniel's lost jigsaw daniel's lost live shows all the three it's yeah. i have not seen those kind of storytelling i mean it was a story for me because it wasn't a stand special you see hasan minhaj also to some extent patriot like i i just love what he does i mean i'm like okay this guy did already what i wanted to do so now what yeah. but but how how was the experience i mean keep the podcast aside now i'm going to talk about <laughs> daniel's law right dude it was amazing it was the best stand up special i've ever seen in my life not just online offline just like in my life it was like and it's prague you know it's it's central europe people will laugh at anything yeah. if you even tell them like someone in their family really you make a joke about their worst insecurity they will laugh the hardest okay. this is the best crowd for stand up and daniel was killing it like the whole crowd like there were there was an there was like a 50 year old lady that was peeing her pants in my row laughing legit oh, peeing sh- her pants because they allow beer in the cinema like they allow beer and alcohol everything yeah, right yeah yeah so she was she was just two three beers down and she was like laughing so hard daniel legit i think someone had to actually tell like okay like calm down <laughs> like let the show continue it, it's not comedy it, it was it is just like okay you're watching you're watching something you are understanding something you realize something and then you smile yeah. with a tinge in your like you're like okay this makes sense okay this this changed my understanding towards what i was have you seen bo burnham yes uh make happy i recently saw a special about uh, yeah music basically completely storytelling by music i loved it i love i love how he transition yes. into and it is a, it is not a special it is a cinematic i would say a concert i would not say it's a like broadway show or man <laughs> a broadway show because he was perform yeah. a single person performing a broadway show that is what bond you know i was just saying it's like watching hans zimmer live it's the same like when you're watching bobanam it's just story through story through music yeah, i would say the latest one like just to wrap if you <laughs> if you don't want to talk about stand up yeah, specials the last thing i would yeah. say is um 
Do you know the guy? Sh- I always forget their name. Middleditch and Schwartz, I think. That is uh, the guy in the sil- in Silicon Valley, the main lead. Oh yeah, and Ben yes. Schwartz. Yes, they did an improv set on Netflix. It's a three-part improv, and it's one hour per episode, three episodes. The whole every single episode is based on an interaction they have for two to three minutes with one audience member. They talk to that member in the start of the episode for two to three minutes. Yeah. And then the whole show is just based on that conversation. No, I have seen a snippet of it. I haven't haven't watched the show, but I know that they did something like that. It's the best improv I've seen. Like legit the best improv I've seen. This year has been really good for content, especially for me. I mean, I've learned so much that I didn't even know this was possible. I mean, you need good content. I mean, for me also, if I'm recording something, I need to watch something that has a good content because that drives my creative flow. I mean, I cannot sustain without good content because this is something I imagine like uh, I cannot do this podcasting as a full-time job. I cannot. I cannot. I've I've been asked that, okay, you like, I mean, you like this, right? I, I have like few of my friends who are, like forcing me, literally force me to, you know, start this. But I was like, ah, should I do it? Should I not? Should I do it? Should I not? But it's something like you work for like five days and then on the weekends you exert via the podcast. You know, that's for me. That's a creative outlet for me. If there were no five days, I wouldn't have something to exert. So I can't do this yeah. as a full-time job. But that's a creative flow outlet for me. So how do you do this 24 hours? Because it's a constant drainage of emotions, constant drainage of creative flow. How is it possible? Well, I don't do this uh, all the time. <laughs> it's a rhetorical question. That is a simple answer. <laughs> but no, no. I mean, I, I, it's, it's the most like it's the most famous secret in this industry is that you always have to take a break from this. You cannot do this continuously. If you do this continuously, you will burn out. So even when you're making your own film, like when I was making my own film. Once I shot it, after that two, three days, I did not even look at the footage. If I look at the footage, I will not be able to edit it properly because I will be desensitized to it. And when you start editing it, if you sit for more than six to eight hours, like one day you take the next day off, you cannot go back to it. So you need to let your brain rest from it or else you will not see any mistakes. You will, you will be so desensitized. You will not find it funny. You will not find it good. You will just be bored. And you will probably stop editing it and then you will leave it and then you will just be like, I don't want to do anything anymore. Exactly. It's just like your mood also defines you what you're doing at that moment. It's just like, okay, I have like recorded an episode or if you want to record an episode for me. I'm like, okay, I have to be in the right state of mind. I have to be in a good state of mind because that emotion or that flow will influence my recording. That is a that is a fear. I would not say and that basically leads to procrastination, right? So I mean, coming back to, I mean, coming to procrastination, it's a good segue. Uh, you always compare your work with someone who you admire, you know, and I have had this realization over the period of time that you shouldn't compare your work with someone you admire or whose work you admire because you will procrastinate. You, you cannot reason it first out going. So do you, do you, how do you, do you, it's not possible also to not compare <laughs> because you're constantly you like that stuff you like watching that stuff or you like consuming the content but at the same time you're also doing the same stuff so do you have a specific people that you okay these are the people uh you know you 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 like their work or this is the people okay if you get an opportunity to work with you are like don't don't pay me man come on i'm gonna do this for free uh for me i don't know i would say i don't actually compare myself to um other people's works that much i usually tend to just compare it to my old work if i find my last short film cringy or if i like just if i go back one year and i feel like oh no what have i done if i feel like that then i think i'm growing smart that i need to compete with myself basically i'm saying like it's not more of like comparing it's more of like reaching the perfection you know like uh, you yeah. always like okay uh, this because there is always something you won't you won't like in your own something you create right there always because you will see yeah. you you will find mistakes and that will stop you from creating something or the other 
it's so you send yeah. it to your friends okay you know how do you like it then okay you have like two for me it's like i send it to two people and if if they find it good like i'm like okay this seems good this is a good satisfaction for me after i have done multiple iterations of it obviously but yeah so oh, because even after you create a final product you don't like it like it's a constant cycle yeah. for me i just show it to my closest friends and uh, i tell them to be really unbiased and i can i i i've gotten better at seeing through people's faces if they lie or if they're just saying it that they like it just for that so i don't usually send links i invite them to my house uh, and i have a projector here so i just screen it in front of them and i look at them through the whole film yeah i just look at them i'm like what's going on in their face then i can see because i know them that they cannot fake it anymore but yeah man it's this industry is full of rejection i mean you apply to 20 film festivals you get into two if you apply to 100 you get into five and then you apply to 200 you get into 10 and you win one it's like that it's there's i was lucky with beginners luck with my first film and i'm sure it was beginners luck i personally when i go back and i see that film now i don't think it was that good but it was india so it worked there because it's it was more of like inspiration porn that's what india is you just show something that makes people feel like quit smoking that was my whole film just damn smoking is bad so i mean that's what indian short films are have boiled down to social so, message at the end is a standard template yeah it's just social messages everywhere and poverty like a beggar finds something on the street and then yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know uh when when it comes to like editing the film you mentioned editing or directing or you know shooting the film you know i've seen as you know like i've seen like many instagrammers now on instagram like taking couple of short clippings uh merging them together adding a background sound to it and filmmaker tada this is this is now full time job what i do <laughs> but it's it's not simple as that right i mean you are you there is a difference between being a wanderlust and a traveler like you go to one trip you record you take some video footage you merge them together add a sound and okay, i'm not like judging on anything but i'm just saying it's not that simple yeah, yeah. so i want people who are listening also to know that how difficult the post processing is i don't know honestly and i also want to know that how much time does it take to post process because there is lighting there is sound there is lot of things going on right it takes way more time that i think you probably assume um first of all just the whole process uh we say it's it's like a joke it's like a scary joke when you're inviting someone into the industry and when you're explaining them how pre pre production production and post production how long it takes and we always say production is the shortest one you're shooting the film that is the shortest part of the whole process because you can shoot a film in like 3 days that's it pre production will be like 2 months and post production will be like i think 60 hours 80 hours depends on how long the film is and it's always hours because you cannot compare it to days like people i can do edits longer i can sit for 8 hours i'm fine with it yeah, some people that- don't usually sit so I mean I don't know and I don't consider even I don't want to be judgy but I don't I mean yeah filmmaker as a tag if anyone wants to use it they're fine with using it I personally have my own criteria for what storytelling is and what an actual narrative film is and those are like video reels I would say it's just for me those are video reels and those, those max I would say would be like motion portraits or something which is more of a moment something which doesn't spark an emotion except adrenaline or excitement it can be monotone it can be like something one thing that you can just make the yep that's it but you don't have to establish characters you know so establish a location you don't have to write dialogues you don't have to make the dialogues feel realistic you don't have to do art direction you don't have to do like sound design you don't have to worry about all of that in this like just for shooting a 10 minute film you need 12 people on set to make it look like a proper set you need like even though people are people have just woken up in the film you still need to do makeup because the lights will make the face shine you cannot have that 
there's so many small things people don't even know like outside of the industry people don't know there's a job which is called a script supervisor in which the the whole the whole point of that dude or that uh, girl is to just say which shot was good which shot what comment what did the director say after he said cut and what how was the sound in that shot and what was the sound roll number what was the uh, name of the sound file what was the name of the video file and all that whole sheet goes to the editor because usually the editor is not on set so the editor has to just look at that sheet look at the files and then decide how the film okay. will look it helps in the post processing or uh, yeah. basically after it is shooted yeah and that would to answer your question in a really long way <laughs> that would be the first step to post production where you take the script notes and then you're like okay now let's understand uh, what the film is then you look at all the files you look you go through everything and then you sync the video with the audio because on film sets you don't have mics attached to cameras you have sound separately you clap and then you have to sync that for all the takes and then you have to arrange all of it and then you have a certain time limit you have to decide how long a shot is you cannot just cut through anything you want it has to make sense in the way that the audience does not get dizzy because you can actually get dizzy from a bad edit so you have to make sure that the audience does not puke yeah it's real like i can go on for hours it's really long process yeah i mean it, it's I, i saw your you know couple of your films i saw i guess one with jenny unchanged i saw jenny unchanged i saw suburb and i also saw time uh yeah. i i will be honest completely i i did not understood like explain me because i loved it i liked i loved watching time i you know yeah. there's one couple and you know i get it like there's two emotions you were trying to show two yeah. emotions of two people like at the same time at the same moment at the same place how two people can have two emotions and you try to capture that is is that what the uh, short film was trying to say, say i mean for those who were listening i just wanted to say that there are you have a youtube channel right i'm just going to plug in here that yeah. uh go and watch the the short films time specifically and jenny unchained i'm going to talk about jenny unchained later but first time time is basically just a music video for my song so it was not based it was not i did not plan for it to have like a, a linear like narrative but i still tried to make it as much of a storytelling music video as i could so it was all like symbolism on based on the lyrics of the song so if you if you get a chance to watch it again you can attach the lines in the music mm-hmm. with the visuals and then it might make more sense to you uh and jenny unchanged i mean dark humor completely i think <laughs> it was it was uh escalation it was completely escalation kind of a very dark layered i would not say dark layered i would say but it was uh yeah it was fast it was fast i would say how did you think about it like what what was uh, you know yeah well i don't know that's that's my kind of writing like i love writing comedy like that even like my flatmate was the director of photography he was the cinematographer for all of my films and any time any of my other crew members like any uh, classmates would come over to our apartment he would sit me down and he would be like ankit ankit uh tell him what new thing you, you wrote today and so i would just it would be like a whole session where all of like six people would sit around me like this and i would just narrate like a new script like idea that i had and this one was not intended to be like this this one was quite different this went through a lot of rewrites it was supposed to be uh the dead body actually is not dead he rises up and he kills everyone and then he gets killed i was just trying to make something really bizarre i did not want it to have any deep layered meaning to it this was just supposed to be an exercise where it's one take like this whole film is one take too so i wanted this it to one be one take i mean i saw the camera transition you are moving the camera but i didn't know no it's all it's all one take there's no cuts those are actual whip pans on an ari alexa which is really heavy it's like uh so we had for that just for that 5 minute film we had a dolly track which is like rail railway tracks yeah. in the room uh, from the back till the door and then on that was a jib which is like 
an arm like a metal arm on which the camera sits it's like it has like two joints in it so it can like go up down side and four people were operating the camera at one time two people were operating just the dolly and two people were holding the camera and there was another person who was just focusing in the back damn so there are just for that four characters in the movie apart from the four characters how many people were there from like behind the scenes nine nine people <laughs> yeah but oh that that film took us uh 6 hours of rehearsal just for 5 minutes and i had a time limit i had to make it under like close to 5 minutes and i can't tell people in in the one take like hey it's like time time i can't say that so it was just based on me directing them to be like okay at this point stop at this point stop you stop move here and everything had to be perfect all the characters had a specific place where they had to stand at a specific time because the camera people cannot like just improvise yeah. because there's four people. four people everyone can improvise at the same time what are you working on right now like is there something uh i mean if 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 there is a specific genre you know, you would like to create something in right uh that okay this is something this is a genre i want to make something in this specific genre that there is sadness there is happy movie there is this kind of a genre what kind of a genre you are inclined towards mm, have you seen ozark i've seen okay, i've not seen completely i've seen the first 10 episodes but i get yeah somewhere between ozark and breaking bad that's what i want to do with characters which are likable but really bad like they're not doing the right things but you're still rooting for them gotcha. and having it on a really dark setting where everything's going wrong and it's like um yeah somewhere i'm actually working on a tv pilot i'm trying to write one and i want to shoot it um next year in my second year course because we have a time limit of 30 minutes this time we had 10 minutes i can do a 30 minute tv pilot that's what i'm aiming for that's what for me was our class season was like that i was on the edge like i stopped watching i paused watching in the third season after three episodes i was like damn it's getting really like i don't like the main protagonist right now so i took like a week break and then i came back and then i just fell in love i was like this is the best season what do you see yourself more as like in the long term like as a story uh teller writer cinematographer director photographer or a musician like i mean obviously it's not a good question because all are different forms of storytelling all try to achieve the same thing as a whole but you know uh, if there is a priority if there is a you know you have to make a choice what do you see yourself as and who has more control over the story you know when you see a film i always feel like okay director he's he's a hero behind no matter what the story is who has the more control director for sure no one tops director except the producer director can fire anyone he wants on set like he or she wants on set at the end of the day everyone has an opinion and a good director always listens to all the opinions and steals opinions where he and un- he or she understands that okay this one is good one they'll be like okay you're good that was good choice i will take that like a good director always does that but a good director can also decide to fire anyone on set or change anything they want and even if the script is really specific the director can just disregard it and shoot it the way they want but yeah to choose something i would be like a director writer like a combo uh, like tarantino david fincher they try to write their own christopher nolan does that uh, i mean they're really big people but they all started somewhere like nolan started with his student film and it got picked up and now he's there it's it's that's it's the one of the most complicated one of the most difficult parts to uh, in enter the industry being a writer director because you have to find someone to fund your projects if you're just a writer you can just sell your script yeah. someone else will make it and if you're a director you can just do ads but a writer director is like more closely attached to the story like if if you wrote the story you want to direct it right you yeah. wanted to you wanted to appear on the screen the way you wanted the way you wrote it so i would say that combo in is it should be a necessity i would say i don't know i'm asking you but you know like if i write a story i want it to see that way because the narrative can change the director can narrate it in a different way ha- having a different script written by someone else but uh, you, um 
I mean, a lot of times the writer is on set. So the director will take the writer on set and be like, okay, tell me, is this going good? And they will be in close contact. Mm-hmm. And really good scripts cannot be like executed in the wrong way if the writer, if the director is good. Because really good script will have so much detail. It will read like a book. Everything will be so specific. Like yeah. the smell of the air, everything. It will just, it will be exactly like a book. So uh, any, if you give it to any good director who knows how to execute it, you can get it done. But it all depends on how much control someone wants over their idea. And if I'm not one of those writers yet who can write the whole script in such a way that everyone has the same idea of the script because I tend to keep some ideas to myself and I don't write that in the script. And then on set, I'm like, no, no, I want it this way. I, sorry, I forgot to write it. And then he was like, you can't do that. So yeah, yeah. well, I'm still learning. Uh, thank you, Ankit. Thank you for, you know, joining in. Uh, this was fun. This was really, really fun. Thank you for having me. Uh, do send me up the pilot. I mean, which, when can we expect it? I mean, September next year. September next year. Exactly one year, yeah. Hey guys, that's it from the 12th episode of Kekan. Hope you guys liked it. Uh, see you in the next episode. Until then, stay safe and keep tuning. I think I have to say that was one of the points that like this escalation I encouraged and then you know it was possible and this is Kekat